um, thank you for asking that question. I think that just off top, a lot of people don't know what archivists do, um, you know, just in our community. Like, what is an archive? Like, what, you know, it's kind of this foreign concept. Um, and that comes from, to me, at least my interpretation, just a history of institutional barriers um, and a history of institutions basically saying, oh, we take journals and we take, you know, these types of things into our collections. Um, and these are these items are what we use to interpret history and display history to the public, right? Well, for a huge part of our history, our ancestors didn't have journals because most of them were banned from learning to read and write. So we didn't get to engage <laughs> with these institutions in that same way, right? Um, until you know, technology enabled oral histories to be recorded and you know different things like that. So we have objects, we have cookbooks, we have calendars, we have obituaries, we have letters that are, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers, you know, wrote on envelopes, you know, little notes that they would leave for us. We have objects, we have objects that tell stories, we have objects that hold value, jewelry. Our people can adorn themselves <laughs> like nothing else. Those are objects that tell stories. Um, so the idea that Black people don't you know, have archives, I think is very problematic. We have archives. We just don't always have professional archivists to help people in our community, you know, kind of get those things into institutions or even organize them at home if that's what you want to do. Um, something I will say is my whole life, I've, I've definitely just been um, impressionable in the best way, like just very open to like, different mediums and like trying to uh, incorporate the things that I've seen in my life and like what how they make me feel and putting that into uh, my own art and so I would say like I, I'm still like getting inspired by the things that I did when I was a kid just any like the things that I thought were incredible and Maybe I'm just inspired by like timeless things. Because every other education is kind of like, oh, I'm going to theorize this before you even do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to theorize about like, what is it like to be a black person in the future? Mm -hmm. Whereas like with black women, we're like, we've already worked. We've already, we've seen the arc of time. Right. You know? Right. But, but we sit at the top of the arc of time and say, I can theorize about how to make this archive. Yeah. Right. Because I've already seen the top of it. Right, and so now we're up there. We're like, I could make a thing. I could <laughs> right? make it. Because during Black Creativity Month, we learned that being Black is a verb. Identifying as Black for members of my community means that you have a civic duty to do good with the gifts that you cultivate, and true freedom comes from having a creative education that allows you to cultivate your gifts. Meaning, a Black political education asks students to do civic good, however they may interpret that, through an active creative practice. The objects that result from this are our archives. We have a learning style that our families have kept, even as the institutions that call themselves education have become more hostile 
towards cultivating individual students' ability to create. As we enter into Black Storytelling Month, I am focused on the timeless things, such as stories about architecture and home building, stories about fashion and the performance of oneself through the clothes we wear, and stories about Black childhood. These are timeless areas of creativity that interrogate the idea of home, childhood, and the self, and will give us guidance as we design the future we wish to see.